Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Ephesians. God has chosen to reveal to us by His own desire and predetermination His formerly hidden mystery as to the summing up of all things in Christ. Made known to us the mystery means that in Christ we now have revelation of things not known in Old Testament times. In our trip through Ephesians, we are stopping at a pullout along the highway to take in a majestic view as far as the eye can see. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he helps us understand the word mystery and New Testament revelations in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Paul, the Mystery Apostle. The mysteries made known in the New Testament are fascinating. And I'm going to do my best to fascinate you in the next 15 minutes as we talk about this. There are 27 uses of the word, or 27 occurrences of the word musterion in the New Testament. They all build on the meaning of the word as it's developed in the Septuagint from the eight times it occurs in Daniel. Of the 27 in the New Testament, 20 of them are from Paul. So that's the other sense in which I call him the mystery apostle. He's the one who wrote the most about the mysteries. Now, nothing can make your day better than spending the afternoon studying 27 occurrences of one Greek word. I'm sorry you didn't get to do it with me this week. You've missed out. May God grant you in His abundant grace the opportunity for you to do that on your own. If you want to get started on the thrill of that, start with the word propitiation because it only occurs four times in the New Testament. Much easier to trace through. I want to show you these uses of this word in chronological order because it's easy to pick one of them. And Paul says, the mystery of Christ. Oh, well, it's Christ. He's the mystery. Well, but then he says mystery of other things and mystery of something else and mystery of of something else. So let's just bear with me. I'm going to take you through all 27 uses. We will get home before dark. Won't take all that long. Okay, the first use in the New Testament of the word mystery or mysteries is in Matthew 13, verse 11. And by the way, there are parallels in Mark 4, 11 and in Luke 18, chapter, 10, uh, chapter 18, verse 10. If you ever wanted to know the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, there isn't any. Jesus and the, and the authors of the Gospels use them interchangeably. Jesus usually used kingdom of heaven with Jews, and he used kingdom of God with Gentiles, just their, their, their frame of reference. But what he's saying is that uh, to you has been granted, to you the, the believers as opposed to the rejectors, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries 
of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. So only believers, those who have faith in Christ, can grasp this heretofore unknown information about the kingdom program of God. And he says there are mysteries about it. There are several things about it. Well, hence, seven distinct parables. They're distinct, but they're all related. And they all have to do with this era after the king has come the first time and been rejected and crucified, and then he comes a second time. And that's something that was a mystery. It was never revealed in the Old Testament. Now, the next chronological use of mystery comes from one of Paul's earliest letters. The mystery, Second uh, Thessalonians two seven, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. That mystery is that never before, never before revealed was the fact that the coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is now being restrained. Well, there are some hints in the Old Testament about the prince who is to come, Daniel chapter 9. But here, here's a detail about him. There's something that's holding that back now. And we'll go to that, what that means at another time when we study another book. The next chronological use is 1 Corinthians 2.7. Paul says, But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. He's talking about those, the, the salvation of those that God has chosen to save and bring into this wonderful thing that we know as the body of Christ. So if you will, that use of mystery refers to uh, God's wisdom. It's the whole of New Testament revelation described as a mystery since it wasn't known until it was revealed. The next one, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and, here's a word you might be familiar with, stewards, those who manage the affairs of the owner, um, servants, of God, or servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And again, plural. There are many aspects of this um, this age in which we live, in which we have new stuff from God that was never known before. Many mysteries made known in the whole of the New Testament. The next use is 1 Corinthians 13.2. He says, If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries, etc., but do not have love, I am nothing. That verse doesn't really contribute to the concept of mystery or mysteries. It's sarcasm. Paul is ridiculing the idea of gobbledygook so-called mysteries when they are declared in ecstatic speech. If it's not done in love, in other words, he's, he's, he's chiding them for a misuse of something. That doesn't really tell us anything about a specific aspect of mysteries. The next one is 1 Corinthians 14.2. This one is also kind of an outlier. He says, for the one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands, but in his spirit he, he speaks mysteries. Now, there he's using terminology from the, the pagan Babylonian mystery religions. 
We speak in this ecstatic speech. It's gibberish. You can't understand a word of it. Nobody profits anything from it because it's mysteries in the Spirit. And it's a, it's a whole pride thing. And he's, so you, you can kind of toss that one out as well. It has nothing to do with God's revelation because when God reveals a mystery, it's marvelously understandable. And these are people claiming the reason they can't be understood is that they're speaking mysteries. All right? Here's a very specific one. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. Okay, this is something never before stated like this. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Not everybody in the body of Christ is going to die, but they will all be transformed. What does that mean? He's talking about the rapture of the church. There are all these hints of Gentile salvation, the idea of the church as a group distinct from Israel being brought together and then now removed from the earth. That last part was not before stated. It's there. He doesn't use the word mystery, but he describes it more thoroughly in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Then there's Romans 11.25. And remember, we're going chronologically in the order that Paul used these words, the order that the whole New Testament uses them. He says, For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you won't be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Now, here's part of the mystery. Did, did we replace Israel? All God's promises to the Jews nullified? Now I'm going to give them all to the, to the Gentile body of Christ? No. The nation of Israel has been temporarily hardened, partially temporarily hardened. Not every Jew and not forever. But when the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, and already by the end of the first century, the body of Christ was numerically far more Gentile than, than Jewish, but here's a new mystery. Israel's not finished. God's going to deal with them. He's going to fulfill all of His promises to them. But right now, this is a partial hardening. Then there's Romans 16, 25 through 27. This passage is often, and I think correctly, used as a very good way to describe what a mystery is. Paul says, this is his benediction at the end of the book, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, and here's the definition, which has been kept secret for long ages past, but now is manifested, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the eternal God, has been made known. Hidden, now through the apostles, it's made known leading to obedience of faith to the only wise God through Jesus Christ be the glory forever. This is the mystery of the, the breadth of Gentile salvation. It wasn't understood before Jesus came. He told the plan in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Now it's being unfolded, and now we can look back on it and see this definition. Ephesians 1, 9, we've already seen. The mystery of His will... The context in verse 10 defines this mystery as summing up all things in Christ. This is a a whole part of the eternal plan of God 
not before known, and it's all going to be wrapped up in Christ. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.